Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. I am your host. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is an absolute blessing to have you guys here with me today. I am very, very excited. Thank you for tuning in. Um, every Monday and Thursday, we have a new show. Sometimes it's a teaching, sometimes it's a testimony, um, but a lot of the times it's interviews with amazing people from around the world that carry the Lord's heart, His passion, that um, or how, uh, that have a message uh, from the Lord that's relevant for this time, this hour, this generation. Um, and so I want to get into scripture like I always do, and I really believe um, that this encompasses what we're going to be sharing today. I even pulled it from my guest book. She she shares this in uh, the introduction or first chapter of her book, and this is 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26, and it goes like this. For I have received from the Lord, this is the Apostle Paul, for I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. First Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. So powerful. And you know, we're, we're getting into my guest book and it's all about Holy Communion. And I really believe this is very, very relevant, especially for the times that we're in right now um, to really receive from the benefits of Holy Communion, really to connect with the Lord, meditate on these things, really walk in them and access his power in this time. And so my guest today is Benny Johnson. She is the wife of Bill Johnson and she has a call to joyful intercession and has been a huge part of Bethel Church for many years, leading with her husband. After realizing uh, she needed to get well for the long haul, she got serious about health and fitness, and her passion is about wholeness in body, soul, and spirit. She is a weightlifter, and she started a blog called Grandmas with, uh, Grandmas with the Muscles with the desire to see people become well. It's beautiful. She aims to inspire others, believers, how to take care of themselves, and the temple of the Holy Spirit. And uh, she believes it's time to see Christians thrive for their families in the world. That's awesome. Thank you, Benny, for joining me today. It's great to be with you, Michael. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you so much. It's been such a blessing even talking to you, chatting with you a little bit before we started to record. Um, you're such a genuine person. You have a beautiful heart and spirit. And um, for those, I know a lot of people around the world have been blessed by Bethel worship. I know I have blessed by your book and so many of your husband's books. He's always writing, you know, um, yeah. listening to different sermons online from uh, Bill and all the pastors, um, Chris Vallotton and so many amazing things have come out of your ministry over there um, in, in Redding, California. But can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, maybe even how you first encountered the Lord? Was it, was it when you were young? Was it later in life? Tell us about that. Uh, okay. Uh, encountering the Lord. Um, I was raised in the church, and my mom says she thinks I got saved when I was about four years old. So I've always been in the church and always been a part of it and always loved the church. And so um, when I was, one of my desires was to marry a pastor and, uh, and yeah. have kids. So I, um, that's what happened. I was married at 18. Bill was 21. And so uh, we got married at a really young age, and we're here on uh, Bethel's staff when his dad was pastor when he uh, for five years. And then we moved to a little community in the mountains called Weaverville, California, and we pastored there for 17 years. 
and raised our kids, and it was a wonderful place to be. We had a small church of about 200 people, and um, mm-hmm. and then uh, 23 years ago or so, maybe 24, can't remember. <laughs> Um, we, they, yeah. this church, uh, was the mother church and they asked us to come back. And so we came back and we've been here for 23 years and we've seen God move in amazing ways. And we are a thriving church and we believe in, uh, revival. We believe in serving our community and, um, and that's what we're doing now. We, and we love it. We have a beautiful community of people and, uh, that are willing to serve our city and our, uh, county. Awesome. And absolutely. A hundred percent. My sister went through your worship school. I've got so many friends um, that have uh, oh, yeah. gone through the supernatural school ministry. Yeah. I know people who are on staff over there at Bethel and, and they just, every time they leave, they just got to come back. And so I know you guys have a powerful community and such a beautiful church over there. Um, it's lovely. I love it. It's, it's definitely enriched and enriched our lives, me and my wife and our family, um, all the amazing ministry that's come out of Bethel. Um, you wrote an awesome book, which is what I want to get into today, called The Power of Communion, Accessing Miracles Through the Body and Blood of Jesus, which was released through Destiny Image Publishers. And um, I, as I was reading through the book, I really want to start with this because you talk about communion being a prophetic act. And um, I really would love to hear more about that because I just feel like even just hearing that, a lot of people won't exactly know what you're talking about, but I believe it's so essential. How is communion a prophetic act? Well, first of all, in the Bible, there were many um, prophetic acts uh, throughout the Old and New Testament. And what a prophetic act does is it's something that you do physically that brings a spiritual release to the atmosphere or to a situation. So prophetic act for me, as it involves communion, is every time I take communion, um, I am prophesying what the Lord Jesus did and is actually continuing to do through his death and resurrection. And that's basically it. So every time I take the cup and take the bread, um, I am proclaiming or recalling or prophesying the Lord until he comes back. And so that's what it means for me as a prophetic act in taking communion. Well, that's that's awesome. And just... Even the reality of just all the benefits, you're literally declaring everything that Jesus says we could have, you know, in the new covenant through his shed, through his blood that was shed through his broken body. We're declaring, Lord, thank you for your benefits. So we declare these benefits. I just think that's, that's beautiful. And you also talk about in your book, how you, you share a story of how the Lord spoke to you um, when you were taking communion. I know this is a huge part of your life. You're on your son's 15 acre property. You were walking around, you were meditating and you say the, the Lord told you something specifically in that time about communion. Can you, can you share with us that? Sure. Um, I was um, at home one day and I just thought, you know, I think I'm just going to take my little communion cup thing and go out to my son's property and just take a walk and just spend some time with God and and I love to be outdoors, and he had 15 acres at the time. And so we I just decided to go out there. And while I was walking on his property, the thought came to me that um, in the scripture that you read this morning, where it talks about um, when Jesus was betrayed, he took bread with his disciples. That word betray um, just hit me. And I, and I thought every time in the betrayal, Every time that we take communion, we are reminding the devil of his failure. And 
um, you know, Jesus was betrayed by Judas, but in the end, it was all good. It was all victorious. And I'm always reminded. And so I'm here walking and taking communion. And this thought hit me that every time I partake in communion, I'm reminding the devil of his failure. And I'm reminded of the movie, The Passion, um, if you've seen it, and the place yeah. where Jesus is in the center where they are beating his body and uh, just brutalizing him. I thought The Passion was the best uh, physical uh, description of what it must have really been like. And in that mm-hmm. scene, there was uh, this white blob sitting like a, a baby but not really a baby sitting on the hip of a person walking around. It was like ridiculing and, and, you know, just, and I, and, and if you realize that you realize that that represented the devil and the devil thought that he, cause he doesn't know the mind of Christ and he doesn't know the mind of God. And so he thought that in the death of Jesus being crucified, that he had won. But on the third day, there was a countdown, you know, there's this countdown day one, day two, and day three. But Jesus rose again on the third day. And in that resurrection power that brought Jesus out of the grave, the devil knew that he had failed and he had made a big mistake in bringing, um, bringing about the crucifixion of Jesus. And to me, yeah. that makes me want to take communion every single day, which I have in the past taken communion every single day. And just the victory that we have over the devil. And think about this. When, when Jesus rose from the dead and he ascended into heaven, he left the, the comforter came to give us guidance and a, and a multitude upon multitude of people began to follow Jesus to this day. There are hundreds of thousands of people. So what the devil thought he was going to bring destruction to, really, really what we call nowadays, there's always a hashtag backfire. And it backfired big in right in his face. So uh, I just think that's a beautiful, uh, for me, it's a beautiful thing to think about. And and what what kind of power is behind the power of community and the power of resurrection? Absolutely, and just even um, you know what the what the devil meant for for evil, God turned around for good, always. and it's just uh, always. always every single time, and it's just well, uh, look at the pandemic that's going around. You know, uh, obviously yeah. God did not cause this, and the and the devil is here to destroy us, but God is using this pandemic pandemic. To bring the church together, there are more people online churching these days than attend church ever. And it is really making people rethink their relationship with God. So it's a big backfire. Anytime the enemy does anything, it's just, it's just backfires. God uses everything for good. Yeah. And what the world deems as foolish, even the foolishness of the cross is the very wisdom of God. It was his. It was his plan from the beginning. And I just absolutely love that. The devil just played into to the Lord's hands. <laughs> he was yeah. just a puppet, you know. I just, I just absolutely love that. Even just and the power of communion, because there's so many things in this world that could take our attention, our affection away from Jesus. And there's even so many doctrines and so many theologies and so many things going around for us to to get into and, and learn from. And But it's just even just the, the, the power of communion where we just 
just go back to the basics, go back to the core of our faith. And we remember Jesus, everything that he did for us, his broken body, his shed blood, the very power of the gospel is Christ crucified. You know, there's so many times in scripture where it says, this is the power of God. This is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God. The cross is the power of God. You know, the apostle Paul says so many times he relates the cross, the gospel, you know, to being the power of God. And so if we want to tap into the power of God, we need to focus back on the basics. What is the gospel? Christ and him crucified. And so, oh, I just, uh, this is such a, I'm glad you wrote a book on this. I feel like there's not enough material on this for people to, to, to get their hands on. Yeah, I I really, you know, I spoke this message in Florida and my publisher from Destiny was there listening. And afterwards, he said, you need to write a book about this. And I thought, wow, that's a great book. That's a great idea. And so I did. And it took a long time because I had my own journey to go through in the midst of writing this book. So. Yeah. And you didn't, it's not just a theology about communion. You share story after story about the power of communion in people's lives at Bethel church, but also you and your husband. And that's kind of what I want to go into next. I know that Bethel, uh, not Bethel, excuse me. I know Bill went through a bout with sickness and he received breakthrough. And I'd love to hear about that story. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't remember the year. Uh, the last six years have been, uh, quite an interesting journey with our whole family. And one of those was when Bill came down very sick. He um, was throwing up. He couldn't hold food down, uh, couldn't uh, drink or hardly anything without losing it. And so we finally just thought, we have to go to the doctor. We tried everything we thought of. And so what it came down to is that he had a major blockage in his small intestine. And uh, the doctor that the doctors here said we're not touching this, so they sent us down to San Francisco, the big place, big hospital, and we had the number one top specialist surgeon um, that overseed him. Which all these little things that happened along the way, where we really felt like it was God uh, really watching over him, and God didn't supernaturally heal him. Um, he did use the surgeons, but this was the cool thing about it. When I, when it, when he ended up in the hospital for 10 days before his surgery, um, it got to a place where they had to put him on IV. He could not drink or eat anything. And they, you know, I won't, I won't go into all the, the details, but it just wasn't a fun time. And, um, he was always, um, he always had his prophetic words before him and the worship music on. And, um, it got to a place where I would take I would come in early in the morning and uh, we would have communion together, but I took communion for him because he wasn't able to. And it was a really special time of us really pressing into God and um, uh, going forth for his physical healing. And um, so the doctor came in one day and he was describing the procedure that, that they were going to do. And it was awful. It would really, it really would have, um, caused his life to change drastically. And he, mm. the doctor said, but if this thing moves a centimeter away, we will not have to go that route and we will, we will do it a different way, an easier way, a better way. Mm-hmm. So I got on uh, the phone and we had a thread that we sent uh, information to people and there were thousands of people praying for him, obviously. And so I said, this thing has to move. When the surgeon gets in there, it has to move because we cannot have this other surgery they're wanting to do. 
And so uh, the surgery was three hours long. The family was all there. We waited and prayed and took communion, you know, did the whole thing. And, and the doctor came out and said the surgery was successful. We did not have to do the major surgery. We were able to um, just take out some of his intestine and um, that thing moved. And we just really felt like that was a huge breakthrough for us and that God had really Absolutely. healed up. Yeah, and he healed up very quickly and, and very well. And and we we have always just been so thankful for everybody's prayer. The great, the amazing thing about communion, you know, when I was growing up, uh, communion mostly talked about salvation. When we would take communion, it was for the saving of souls and our salvation. But I think for me growing up, I was never really mentioned about healing because the church really didn't move in in praying for the sick and, and, you know, just really going after it like we do now. And so when I take mm-hmm. the bread, um, that to me represents divine health for my family, yeah. for me. And we actually pray for each one of our family members and just uh, pray for divine health that we can walk in because that's what one of the things Jesus did on the cross is he took all of our sin and all of our sickness to the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even in Psalm 103, where it says, A Lord who healed all of our diseases, who forgave all of our sins. He forgave all of our sins, but he healed all of our diseases. And he also redeemed our life from the pit, talking about salvation, but also about physical healing being a part of the covenant. And so that is that is incredible. I believe that 100%. One thing I love also about your husband's story and your story there is how you know so many people, when they get sick, they get crippled. Their faith becomes crippled. And they just look to only... They, they look only to the medical side um, a lot of the time, or they focus mainly on the medical side. And God uses doctors, and he used your doctors, and I thank God for that. But your husband, he focused on on prayer, and he, he went over the promises of God for his life. And you guys took communion. You didn't turn away from the Lord. It didn't cripple your faith. You, it's, it was an opportunity to grow in your faith and remember the promises of God. It's, wow, I just feel like that's huge yeah. for people to hear. Yeah, it is. It really is. We need to, you know, like I said, um, that was a miracle and that there wasn't a huge, uh, really incredible surgery. At the same time, the doctor did use, I mean, God did use the surgeons as well. And we're thankful for them, really thankful. But but we still, like you said, we still pursued him in every way that we could. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can talk about in your book how you... Um, struggled as well with sickness and how the Lord took you through that. I'd love to hear that story too. Yeah, probably about four years ago now, time flies. My goodness, I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer and it was a complete shock to me. Um, I, you know, written a book on health and, and was living a healthy lifestyle, which, which come to find out it really helped in my healing process big time because I was, I was walking in health, but there were other there were other reasons why the cancer came, and so um, I after talking with the surgeon uh, one day I walked out of the office and I just said Jesus what do I do, and he said just love me and I said I can do that so I just spent time with him and um, you know you have to make a lot of decisions and one of the things I decided to do in, in the very beginning is I would not make any decision unless I had peace his peace in it. And when I asked yeah. him walking out of the surgeons that day, what do I do? And he said, just love me. This beautiful peace came over me and, um, and it walked with me through the whole journey. 
through the whole journey. And um, my body, uh, you know, I had to make a lot of decisions. And uh, God used the doctors. And I wasn't healed uh, from the tumors. And the tumors were removed. And then um, I, because I'm into health, very much into health and natural ways of healing, I was connected with a um, doctor in Spain, and he began to put my body back into order on a cellular level. And, uh, you know, I tell this in the book and part of this in the book. So the great thing about it is I did get to go to Spain to do those um, treatments to help my body realign and readjust. I chose not to do chemo and uh, radiation. That's everybody's choice, and that's one of the choices I had to make. And the only piece I found was going through the natural holistic way. So in Spain, there for two weeks under treatment, we took communion. My health coach actually went with me, and we would take communion in the mornings and and just spend time with him and just declare healing over my body. And um, it was a beautiful thing. And, you know, during the whole, this whole process, I, I, sometimes I would take communion three times a day. I know that sounds crazy, but for me, I had to stay focused and I had to keep my peace. And, uh, you know, there's, there's so much fear wrapped around cancer. Um, and, and I found out that there doesn't have to be fear around cancer because there's God and what he did. And God uses doctors and uh, holistic doctors to help people get well. And so I just, I just kept uh, focusing on him through the uh, communion process, and he was always there. And I called, I called this journey many things that God did for me, kisses from God, and just beautiful things that would happen. You know, on days that I felt a little weak, Friends would call me and say, I have a dream and you're not to worry about this. And it was like a prophetic sign to me and, and the peace would come, you know, and stay with me and, and I wouldn't worry. And I, I don't ever think I felt fear um, try to get me. I felt it, if this sounds, this sounds kind of different, but I felt fear out there right by me trying to get me, but I never would allow it to to um, invest itself in me. I just, I couldn't afford to do that. I, I just, and if it meant taking communion three times a day, then that's what I did. I did everything I could to stay focused on Jesus and his healing power. Wow. And, I, and I'm here and today to tell you that I'm completely well. Um, I just had Amen. my fourth blood test from the doctor and everything is beautiful. And, and um, you know, I'm living a healthy lifestyle. And I'm taking communion and, and proclaiming my divine health every, every time I take communion. Yeah. Well, I absolutely love that. I love how you stress the spiritual and you believe in the benefits of the life, death, resurrection of Christ, supernatural healing, supernatural divine health, that God could keep us in health supernaturally, but how you're also an avid teacher and preacher on keeping yourself healthy naturally, which isn't always easy for all of us. I know myself personally, uh, my wife wants me to make some better decisions and how I, I treat my body. And so I love how you, you share that and you've got other books and materials that, that, that talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much yeah. for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I want people, yeah. to, I want it's, it's people to be thing. well in body, soul, and spirit. We're a triune being and we all need to be working. Though That triune being of us needs to work well together and blend 
well together. And part of that is the physical health that we need to walk in. Yeah, absolutely. And for those right now who, um, I would just like to even have a little bit of time here for those who are struggling with sickness right now, those who are listening, who, you know, maybe have cancer or maybe they have a family member who has cancer or maybe they're overweight and they're struggling to get motivated to kind of, you know, get, you know, get in shape and get healthy, or maybe they got a heart condition or whatever the condition may be. I'd love for you to just kind of speak into that. And there's total freedom here, however you feel led to minister, if it's just an encouraging word or if it's a prayer, however you feel led. But I just feel like there's a lot of people listening right now that have all different kinds of ailments and, and they would love um, just a ministry right now. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to tell you is that I have an Instagram account that's very active and it's about health and it's called Grandma's with Muscles on uh, Instagram. And you can follow a lot of what I do and what I suggest and, and um, things like that in the physical, for your physical being. I believe that we're the body of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we need to take care of this temple. So we need to do our part too, as well as the spiritual part as well. So I know there are people listening that are, are sick and they're struggling. And what I want to deal with right now is the fear aspect. I just want to pray over people right now that are sick. Maybe they do have cancer. They're having to make some major decisions in their life or they're right in the middle of it. And the Holy Spirit, I just right now declare peace over their soul in Jesus' name, that they would be able to rest in you and that you would remove the stress over them in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come with your mighty power and realign their thinking in Jesus' name. Re refresh them and restart them once again and let let the communion um the communion practice become a major part of their life in their family's life and and let your power flow through their bodies in jesus name and now i just declare the physical health over them every cancer cell be destroyed in their bodies in jesus name in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And as often, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. What a powerful Amen. scripture. And I just feel like yeah. I just feel like right now, Lord, I just thank you for touching bodies right now. I just thank you that cancer is evaporating. I just thank you, God, that minds are being restored right now. Uh brain cells are being restored right now. I just thank you, Father, for even people who are broken in their hearts, people who have been hurt, wounded, stressed out, fearful in these times. I just thank you for wrapping their heart, Lord, with your goodness, your kindness, and your mercy in the mighty name of Jesus, speaking words of life and healing to their soul as well. Just like Benny is talking about for the body, for the spirit, but also for the soul. And I just thank you, God, for just pouring out truth light and life into everyone's heart right now who are suffering maybe physically financially in so many different ways because of this pandemic and we just thank you lord that you are glorified in this time in the mighty name of jesus thank you jesus amen amen thank you lord and so the the book is power of communion accessing miracles through the body and blood of jesus i read it it's powerful um, it will give you um, an amazing theology on healing, but also so many stories that will inspire you 
and build your faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so um, I highly recommend grabbing it. And so you you said your Instagram page. Is there any other way people can connect with your with your ministry and your materials? Um, well, you know, if you want to get my materials, you can go to the Bethel store. Um, uh, you know, Bethel.com and go to the store. You can get it through Destiny Image Publishing or you can go to Amazon and get it off of Amazon. So I do mostly, uh, I I reach out on my social media quite a bit, not Facebook, but Instagram. And I have, um, I have uh, actually three, four accounts, but the Grandma's Lift Muscles is the one that's more, more informative. Benny J5 is um, my personal one that I, you know, I'll do videos or um, quote a verse and kind of share. And and also right now, I really feel like I'm supposed to share like really funny stuff, even in the midst of what's going on in our world right now. Um, laughter is really good medicine, like the Bible says. Yeah. And it actually boosts your immune system, is with, which is what we need to be boosting right now. And it, it also helps with stress. And, um, you know, people that are feeling under stress because they don't have jobs and, you know, the line, the list is long that that um, just yeah. laughing and just pulling away and enjoying life, enjoying Jesus and, and seeing what he's doing, I think is really, really important. So that's that's how to get a hold of me personally. I don't uh, really use a website. I'm just kind of, you know, kind of off. I don't have a whole list of ministry stuff i'm just a social media girl on instagram <laughs> yeah and you have a lot of i i was the past few weeks i've been i've been following you and you've been posting some hysterical stuff i've been laughing at i showed my wife a few yeah. of your posts and so i appreciate the humor and the comedy as well but um i just it's a joy having you on with me you're so pleasant um great to talk to i love your heart and the revelation that you're sharing in this time and so thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed talking to you. And I just bless everybody that's listening. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So thank you guys so much for listening to Awaken Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lombardo. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast so we can get it out to more people. But in the meantime, I will see you next time on Awaken Podcast. <laughs>